I really had a challenge one day when I was reading the Bible and Jesus said something about anyone who wants to be his disciple must hate their father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, even their own life. I had to hate them if I want to follow him. This was a dilemma. Continue to listen to hear what happened. At the end of today's episode, I'll share with you seven easy steps of studying the Bible yourself. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Shortly after I was born again, a chaplain told me that I needed to grow in my relationship with God and that a really important way to do that or part of doing that was to start spending time in the Bible. Think of it like this. If you wanted to spend time with someone to get to know them better, what would you do? You would go where they go and and be where they're at and and just take time and and listen and talk and, and find out more about what they think about things and everything. Well, in order to do that with God, one of the best ways you can do that is in the Bible. How does this work? What does this mean? Well, basically, you're going to read the Bible. The Bible talks about how Jesus was the Word made flesh. And so by spending time in His Word, in the Bible, you're spending time with Him. And when you watch what he does and how he deals with people and how he handles situations, even challenging ones, and the way that he talks to people, people that are friendly and people that even are not so friendly, and what he chooses to do. And you start learning about what God thinks about things and about people and about the world. And you start learning his way of looking at life and dealing with life. Think about that. His way. What he says is truth. What he says is life. You hear that? You, you hear what I'm saying? You've probably heard that before, right? The way, the truth, and the life. Well, this is how you find out and learn and understand all of those things. And so my approach to growing as a disciple of Jesus, and a disciple just is another word for student, really, is basically this. We're going to read the Bible and then apply whatever I understand when I'm reading if I read something that makes sense, then I want to go ahead and apply it in my life. So if, if God says I need to forgive people, well, then I want to deal with forgiving people, especially if I know there's someone that I need to forgive that I haven't forgiven. And if I don't know how, like if I, if I look at a person and say, okay, God, I know you want me to forgive this person, but there is no way I can forgive this person because of what they did or what they said, that's okay in the sense of pay attention to that. Make a note about that. And in another episode, podcast episode, I am going to walk you through understanding forgiveness more because the number one reason I know of, of all the people that I've met that had a hard time or difficulty in dealing with forgiveness, like forgiving others and even forgiving themselves, which is the more most hardest person to forgive for most people, Normally, it's because an understanding of what forgiveness is and is not 
is kind of messed up. We live in a world that basically does not want us to do what God wants us to do. So this world we live in teaches us stuff that's just not right. And so God says to go do what he says to do, and we think, oh, there's no way because, well, you know, it's not even possible. But a lot of times that's because we don't know what God says about it and how he says to go about or deal with things. And so if you struggle with something when you're reading and God says, do this, and you say, I I know you want me to do that, God, but I don't know how to do that. I want you to pray about it. I want you to make a note about it. God wants me to do this and and make a note about, but this is where I'm at. And, And then say, okay, God, if you want me to really do that, show me how. When you show me, when I know it's you and your way, then I want to do it. And you, with your help, I, I'm happy to do it. That's the attitude I want you to think of and try to have in all of this in your life as you grow in being a child of God. The example that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast where I was wrestling with something, let me share this with you. This chaplain had told me I needed to start reading the Bible. So I started reading the Bible because Jesus had really started to change my life from the inside out. I had peace inside that I just never had before. And so I started reading through the Bible and anything that I could do, I wanted to try and do. Some things didn't make any sense to do. Uh, they just, and, it, and it, as it turns out, you know, some things are just parables. He's teaching about something to make a point, not necessarily for you to go and do something. But God shows us and he gives other people in our lives to help us with this. And I'm going to share some of that with you in a moment. But but there was this one day I was reading through the Bible and I was really challenged by a verse in Luke chapter 14, verse 26. This is what it says. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I was like, okay, Jesus, if if I want to be your disciple, if I want to follow your ways, if I want to get to know God, if I want to grow and everything, then I have to hate my mother and and my father and everybody else. And I was like, oh my goodness. And honestly, like inside of my my heart, I was like, okay, if I have to hate him, I'm going to hate him. And I and I the reason I I thought like this was because as much as my family loved me, and I knew my family, I had a family that loved me. I have a family that loves me, thank God. And I know not everybody has that, but I have this family that really loves me a lot. And they knew that I was miserable. They knew I had bouts of being depressed and different things in life, and I was just really having a hard time of things. And as much as they cared about me, they couldn't help me. And they knew that they couldn't help me. And so in my mind, I was like, well, they'll understand that I that I have to hate them so I can keep on having this peace and keep growing with, with God. And they'll they'll understand because they love me so much. That's what I thought, you know. Now, that's not what they thought. I mean, eventually, I actually talked to them about this at one point. But before that, let me show you how God worked it out for me, though. Whenever I would have a question about something I was reading in the Bible— in my Bible, actually, because that's what I had, I would make a note. Now, some people do journals and stuff like that, and I, I would recommend doing a journal, but I also recommend, you know, it's not a bad thing to write in a Bible either. A lot of times I would read the Bible, and if I had a question about something I read, I would write the question right there in the Bible. What I found was that a lot of times, as I continued reading through the Bible, 
a lot of times God would answer the questions that I had in his word. Like as I kept reading, I would find the answer later, like explained or something else would explain something to me or just answer the question. It was just amazing. As another option, when I had the opportunity, because you know, in the army and especially in a in a war type of a situation, you don't always have the opportunity to talk to a chaplain or talk to somebody maybe that you trust about things about God and, and what the Bible says and stuff. And and so later on when I had the chance, I asked a chaplain that I trusted, I asked him the question, what does he think, you know, how would he say that that verse means? Like what what would be his explanation about it? And actually, I absolutely loved what he said. He said, look, he said, the way that I read that verse is basically like, if you were going to use an adjective, a word to describe or to compare the love that you have for God, that you need to have for God to be a disciple of Jesus compared to the love that you have for your family and and people that really care about you, that you really care about, if you had to use a word to describe the difference between that kind of love, the only word that would even begin to show the difference would be the word hate. Because God needs to be number one. He really needs to be your number one. What he says goes. And so love, yeah, you're going to love all of them, but the love that you have for God is a different, it's almost a dramatically different kind of love in the sense of, it's the greatest love that you have. That would be a way to describe it. When I heard that, I was like, wow, that, that makes sense. I, that works. That's, that's better than having to tell my family I hate you. And so I was happy about that. Well, you know what? As I continued to read through the Bible, through the other gospels and stuff, there was a different place in the Bible where basically what was being said was, anyone who wants to come after me must love God or must love me more than any of these others. It was like another explanation, but it was interesting that I, I I read the one first before I read the other, and I also had that other explanation from that chaplain, from that person I could trust. I really want to encourage you to be able to read read the Bible. Read it straight through. And and whenever you have questions, you're gonna write down the questions and I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you those steps as seven steps that you can take as far as Bible study. And by the way, I'm going to be on Thursdays, I'm going to be having episodes of the podcast where I start reading through a book of the Bible in the New Testament. I'm going to be starting in Mark, and I'm going to use a translation that I'm allowed to use in podcasts and everything. And so there's no copyright issues or anything. And I'm going to share with you, like if you and me were just sitting together and I, I just read through X amount of the verses, but we're going to go straight through the book of Mark, then very simple thoughts about it, like not long, super long, big time explanations. I almost say that as a caveat. I mean, if God really puts something on my heart, I want to share that with you, and I will. But I also want to kind of show you and encourage you to be able to have a way to study the Bible by yourself, for yourself, just you and the Lord, you and God. What does that look like? So seven easy steps to study the Bible. That is not step number one. That's just saying if you're going to read the Bible, you can call that Bible study. Reading the Bible is Bible study. Number one is going to be find a translation that works for you. I know a lot of people love the King James Version of the Bible, 
and I like it, but it's it can be very hard to read. It's almost like you have to learn another language sometimes just because we don't talk the way that they speak in the in the, the King James translation of the Bible. Finding a translation that works for you is super important. The translations that I would recommend at this time would probably be, I like the New International Version of the Bible. I, I like the New King James Version of the Bible. If you, if you want King James, the New King James Version I, I really like. And then also something called the New Living Translation of the Bible is an actual translation, um, and I really like it. It, it. When you read a translation that makes sense to you, you should be able to read what it says and basically understand what it says without having some big Bible study that you got to go through just to learn something. And there is a time and a place for big Bible studies and everything. And so whatever Bible translation you decide on, I want you to look for something. It does not need to have commentaries or a bunch of study notes and stuff. If it does, that's okay. Here's the thing. The first time that you read the Bible, I want to encourage you to read through the New Testament of the Bible, and I want you to read almost like straight through. I mean, I'm going to recommend doing it this way. Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, Acts, and then straight through the rest of the New Testament. That's the way I'm going to recommend to do it just because I did it that way. And that's that's what was recommended to me. Is there something special about it? Not necessarily, except maybe that the Gospel of Mark is the shortest gospel. <laughs> I recommend to simply read through the Bible, read through the New Testament first. Whatever translation you decide on, you're going to ignore any study notes and commentaries and stuff. I want you to ignore those at first. And when you first read through the a book of the Bible, I just want you to think like this and pray like this. Father God, I want to learn more about you. Jesus, I want to learn more about you and to understand you. And I want to learn more about how you want me to be and what you want me to think about. And I want to know what you think about and then how to be able to apply what you teach me even in my life with your help. We're depending on God and we're seeking him more and, and learning more. So basically, so number one, find a translation that works for you. Number two, we're going to keep it simple. The first time through reading the, through the New Testament, we're not going to worry about a big study Bible with all kinds of notes and commentaries and things. If your Bible has all of that, that's okay. But I want you to ignore those things the first time through. And you're going to read through the Bible. You'll set some time aside and be realistic for your own sake. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, give, give God 30 minutes or give God an hour or whatever. Right now in my life, my personal life, uh, 10 minutes. I When I think 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I have a piece about that. I, I literally, I, I set, I don't turn my computer on or anything. I just set a 10-minute a timer and I just start reading wherever I left off. I start reading through and then at 10 minutes, I stop. Or if I get to an important part, if there's something special about what I'm reading and I just start wanting to talk to God about it or ask a question about it in prayer or make a note about it in my journal about something that's really standing out to me, I stop wherever I need to stop. I don't have to get through a chapter. Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes I go through more than a chapter. It just depends. But that's okay. It's 10 minutes. And then after the 10 minutes, I finish making any notes that I have or journal entries that I might have about it. 
and, and that's it. Other words, set a time that's realistic for you. I do it first thing in the morning because normally for myself, when my day gets started, it takes off, you know, like an airplane and then it doesn't land. It just keeps going faster and faster through the day. And so it's easy for stuff to get missed later. Some people, they like a Bible study. They like to read their Bible at night. I don't like to fall asleep reading my Bible. So eh, be careful about that. So set a time that works for you. So you're going to find a translation you like. Keep it simple. You're going to read the Bible. Set a time. Use a timer if that helps. It helps me. All right. Number four, you're going to pray to God about anything you need to about your life. Number five. You're going to pray and ask questions about what you're reading in the Bible. If you have a question along the way while you're reading and you want to keep reading, just write the question there along the side. Or if you're using a journal, write the question in your journal. But keep reading for your however your time is that you want to read. And then pray and ask about those questions that you have. Now, you might not get the answer to your question right this moment. You might get the answer to your question when you're reading Later on in the book of the Bible you're in, or maybe even in a different book of the Bible, it's so amazing how God can use the Bible to talk to us and, and share with us his thoughts about things, as well as explanations about stuff. It's so amazing how we can learn a definition of a word or something by what the Bible says in the Bible instead of trying to find it in a dictionary. Step number six, ask God to show you how to apply anything you need to apply in your life along the way. You're reading through the Bible, and he says, if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive others. Or something, and you're like, oh, well, I'm having a hard time forgiving. God, help me to forgive. Or how about this? God, is there someone I need to forgive? Is there anyone I need to forgive? Or anyone that I hold anything against that I need to do something about? And, and just pray that. Ask him, literally, how can I apply what you're teaching me? in my life. We've prayed about it. We've read. We've asked questions along the way. We've, we're praying to God about our life. We're praying to him about what we're reading. We're asking him to show us how to apply what he teaches us. And then the next step is when he shows us or encourages us to do something or say something, we got to take action and going ahead and doing it or applying that in our life. The other thing is, is is I want to recommend that, you know, when we're asking God about questions and we have questions that we write down in our Bible and stuff about what we're reading and everything, it's great to have someone you can trust that you can ask those questions. Like when I was in the army, I could ask my chaplain, today there are people in my life that I see as mentors and stuff. I, I have a pastor of the church I go to. I know I can trust him and I can ask him questions. I have I have a father-in-law that... that I know really loves the Lord and, and knows the Bible. I know I can talk to him about different things, even my mother-in-law and different people in my life, friends that I have from my past and, and being in ministry myself and stuff. There are a lot of people I know that I can reach out to depending on what the questions are that I have. And I know that they'll respond to me uh, in love. They're not going to judge me. They're not going to condemn me, but they'll, they'll help me as best as they can with their understanding that they have. And that's important too. As far as Bible study, Thursdays, the episodes on Thursdays, I'm going to be doing very simple Bible study. It's going to be an example of what I'm trying to teach you here. And hopefully you can join with me there too. But if not, that's okay. Uh, just be encouraged and start reading through your Bible. If you haven't done it in a long time, 
I want you to go ahead and do that as, as kind of as a, a call to action today, a homework or something like that about this episode. I want you to reach out and let someone know about your decision to start or maybe restart studying the Bible. You know, there were gaps in times, like sometimes I would, I would be reading the Bible and I would be doing it because somewhere inside of my head, I kept telling myself, oh, I have to read the Bible. And I was forcing myself and it almost became a bitter taste. Like I would read the Bible, like, but I didn't want anything. I really wasn't enjoying it. I didn't want to read the Bible. So I needed to take a break. And one time I had a pastor friend of mine said, Victor, it's okay to take a break. But I needed, I needed that assurance. I needed someone to tell me, look, it's okay. You've been, you've been studying your butt off and, and you've been doing all this stuff and you're burnt out. And now you pick up the Bible and you feel the wrong things about it. You know, maybe you need a small break. But what if you've had a break for a while? So, uh, or what if you've never read the Bible in the first place? Then I want, I want you to reach out and let someone know about your decision to start or maybe restart studying the Bible. I mean, I'm so excited to be in the Bible and see what God's doing. It's really exciting to me. And I I hope that you can feel that and have that too and experience God talking to you through the Bible even. You're going to reach out and let someone know about your decision to start studying the Bible or to read the Bible. And then I want you to share your decision. You could do that in a review or share it with me at support at godsadopted.com or or in the Facebook group. You can reach out to me there and just say, I've decided I'm going to start studying the Bible. Here's the book I'm going to start in. Or or maybe you're going to join with me on Thursdays. Do you have someone that you trust? Uh, maybe someone at a church or a pastor that you know or a good friend or family member that, that you know loves God, knows Jesus, is born again? If not, start asking God to bring someone into your life like that, that you can trust. Uh, and I'm here and I'll help as, as I'm able to help. And super excited for you to be here and everything and looking forward to seeing what happens and what you do and what you choose to do. And hopefully getting into the Word of God and seeing how that works and how God works in your life through all of that. Go ahead and make a decision and then let somebody know about that decision. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.